All right. Yeah. Throwing it back to a classic. That I had no idea exists. I can't believe you've never heard Rockstar. I've never heard Rockstar by Nickelback. Yeah, this was big probably like, I want to say 2011-ish, 2011, 2012. Very country. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're starting with Rockstar. This is Entertainment Entertainment. Entertainment Entertainment. An entertaining uh, podcast with an entertaining conversation. <laughs> sure, yeah. And that's, and that's the phrase. Um... <laughs> I'm with comedians Justin Angermeyer and Kayla McKee. I'm I'm Justin Angermeyer. I'm Kayla McKee. Uh, we're about 12 hours removed from seeing Tom Sandoval in the most extras. Do we sound tired? Because we went hard last <clears throat> night. We went hard last night. We had about uh, 68 ounces of Truly. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were, I'm still drinking my Truly, <laughs> I think. Yeah, I, that was a gigantic can of Truly. It was gigantic. Uh, yeah, we had a little edible action going. We were, we were on all the substances. And just the natural high of being a Tom Sandoval in the most extras it was the most extra it was shockingly very it's a it was a very good show and i had a great time had a great time it yeah. was up there with the bruce show we saw for me it was up there with with bruce at barclays tom sandoval and the most extras at uh at the gramercy theater in new york it was equally epic for sure oh yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. okay we have a little bit of breakdown so we got there the show started at seven is that when the doors opened doors at seven? Doors opened at seven. We got there at a quarter two yeah. to the Gramercy, and there was already a line starting around the block. Um, right in front of TD Bank. Yeah, right in front of TD Bank. Active doorway <laughs> in front of TD Bank. But it's New York City, so they're like, fuck it, you have to stand there. Sorry, it that's is, just yeah. the way it is. Were, everything is on top of everything, and you're waiting for the concert as people go in and out and make their deposits. That's just the way it is. Yes. Um, but yeah, so unfortunately we had to join this line, and there was like a camera crew uh, very active on the line. Yeah, there was definitely because what we heard it was ABC News. It took a minute to figure that out, though. I thought it was yeah. I, oh no, I thought it yeah. It was like kind of confusing. Is it is it um, Vander? Is it like the real? Are they filming Vanderpump at this show, or is it did Tom Sandoval hire like a documentary crew? Which that's what I thought. Me yeah, too. that's I what I was thought. thinking. But then as we stood there, we kind of realized like, oh, it's NBC News interviewing people off the line to talk about Scandoval. Yeah, which... we we did not get asked to be interviewed by yeah. NBC News. Yeah, is it a rose? Is it a thorn? We didn't get asked. I think both because. A, we of course were prepared and we would have killed it if they interviewed yeah, us, okay? Yeah. But also, we were a little stoned. And I was very high and really did not want to get we asked. We both had uh, baseball hats on and we were just kind of in <laughs> leave us alone mode. So I think they picked up on that. Um, and also, yeah, I mean, they asked, It was you, you said you heard it was a mother-daughter behind us. Yeah, so right behind us in line, first behind us in line, there was a solo... Oh, I feel bad talking about this. <laughs> Whatever, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with it. We're not no, yeah, judge, we're not right? making fun of, yeah. No, but this woman came, she was by herself and she was behind us in line and she made friends with the mother-daughter duo who were behind her who were behind her who did get pulled off the line to be interviewed by NBC News and before this whole interview thing happened when they were talking the the, the solo woman and the mother-daughter we learned the solo woman who came alone found out about everyone was on the line was like how do you how did you find about Vanderpump Rules have you have you watched it for years there was a lot of chatter on the line it was kind of crazy and um so the so the woman who came by herself said oh yeah this guy I know, vague, um, in, constantly show me clips and like send me things. Sends her episodes. Yeah, and so, so of course she started watching it. Yeah, really, really weird. And she was just talking about how much um, she loved DJ James Kennedy, which we understand. Um, yeah, there was a lot of James Kennedy love online. Yeah, a lot of James so Kennedy. If DJ love. James Kennedy's listening to this. You're getting a lot of love. 
in uh, on the Vanderpump rule on the Tom Sandoval the most extras line right in front of the, the TD Bank yeah. active doorway um, so they're sharing how much they, they both love G.J. James Kennedy and blah 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 and then when they the mother and daughter get asked to be interviewed by NBC News the solo woman does not and as they get pulled off the line the solo woman looks at them and goes oh that's fun which is like <laughs> so dark yeah that was a lot that was, that was, that was a heavy window uh, yeah and yeah. then should, I just want to say when they were being interviewed by NBC News, um, this is what they said about because the NBC News asked them like, oh, did you buy these tickets before or after Scandaval? Like, it's mm. so crazy how much Scandaval is NBC News. Like, ABC. Oh, my, oh, I'm sorry. ABC. A- ABC yeah. Sorry, ABC. Um, ABC. But um, so the, the mother and daughter said, oh, yeah, we're from California. We bought our tickets before Scandal And we did have to evaluate whether or not we should still come because of the scandal. But then we decided it was a really nice thing for a mother and daughter to do. It was just a nice mother and daughter event. So oh, ultimately, yeah. their mother-daughter bond is what got them. Persevered over sand, the Scandal Yes. Whether or not their moral, yeah, their moral qualm. Yeah. About uh, not going to see Tom Sandoval. Crazy. And then I think the producer for the ABC... Sorry, I keep saying ABC. Is it ABC? It's ABC, Sorry, okay. Truly. I had had not had a drink since March. Early February, yeah. Early February before this show. So that truly for me was like... I basically had... A, a six pack like it was a lot for me so i'm 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 not firing all cylinders but i'm pretty good anyway um so also i feel like the producer for abc news was this guy with like long silver hair and like did you see he was the guy who was like doing stripper. oh that guy worked for abc news yeah. i thought that guy was going to see the show no i think he was like the head oh he was the guy running the news crew yes. wow okay yes and then this guy this crazy guy he, he was kind of like stalking the line he had long silver hair um like black like warby parker looking glasses he looked a little bit like an alternative rock guy like like dinosaur jr like he did look singer. like a, yeah yeah he did look like the dinosaur jr guy he had bit. crazy energy and as we were finally led into the venue he was doing stripper pole moves on the parking side. Stripper sign. slash like singing in the rain, like spinning on a on a parking, yeah, on a, on a don't oh park your sign. So yeah, weird. wow, okay. That all right, that makes a little more sense to me. Cause I was just thinking this guy was just someone online to see the show with like his wife or something but no, no okay so i guess he was running the news crew wow yeah, okay yeah yeah they're not affected by the writer's strike abc definitely not <laughs> definitely no, not no. um also when we got online immediately this kind of like too cool for school girl who works for gramercy you know like hot girl like token hot girl who works at the venue came down the line and had to ask everybody whether or not they were going to drink because they were giving you the 21 and older bracelet yeah you had to get the if you're going to drink you needed this wristband yeah to get in. which you know i i like i appreciate the system there i think yeah. you know you know you have to pull your id out when you're at the bar fumble around with that it was you know you, you had your wristband they gave you a drink it was good to go yeah gramercy well done well yeah. done um the problem is people can't handle this in line i felt bad for this girl oh my god we handled it well i'm proud yeah. of ourselves we you know we we saw it coming so we had our ids ready to go yeah just hand her the id as soon as she got there we got the bracelet yeah. no problem yeah but other people in front of us and the people behind us she comes up to them and she asks them a simple yes or no question do you guys plan on drinking tonight and they're all like um maybe maybe and she was like okay well she's like well you can't drink unless you get one of these so, so- and, and they're, they're still like, still like, 
Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I, I felt her pain. Unbelievable. She was, yeah, because she was, yeah, she was not having the best night, didn't seem like. What is wrong with people? Just say yes or no. It's also like, you know, if you get this bracelet, you don't have to drink. No. So just take the bracelet. Yeah. And then if you don't want to drink, you don't have to go buy a drink. This poor girl has a simple job. Yeah. And then everyone is, it, yeah. like, like, I used to think things like that, like, because I had to do shit like that at my job, where you ask people simple questions, and then their answer is, like, a, like a fucking crazy conundrum, and you're like, what is happening right now? <laughs> And I thought I would always like chalk it up to COVID, how people just kind of lost communication skills. But I feel like we're well out of the pandemic lockdown and people are just, I guess, stupid. I guess it just comes down to stupidity. Yeah, other, yeah, other you know, I, I do think it's a good point because I think, you know, even though COVID is like kind of kind of done it, I guess, at this point, I, I do think people were profoundly affected by it. And, and no one wants to talk about how profoundly affected everyone was by the COVID yeah. pandemic. And I still think people are struggling socially. I think so too. I, I guess think people are really struggling socially. Uh, like, yeah. Get it together, yeah. people. And, and yeah, and people are stupid. There's, you know, the old famous George Carlin bit where he says, uh, he was like, you know, think about how dumb the average American is. And then think about how half the people are dumber than they are. Yeah. Which is pretty poignant. Yeah. yeah. Then she had to deal with those people online just at, to get a fucking bracelet. But not us. We persevered oh. and we got our bracelet right away and we drank 25 ounce Trulies. <laughs> two geniuses. <laughs> yeah. Two geniuses with truly tall boys. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like we're, we're, yeah. Okay. So we finally get let into the venue and it's a really nice. Like I'd never been first to the, me, yeah. yeah, me too. First time I've been to Gramercy. Thought it was a really cool place. Yeah. yeah like perfect size. Um, there was these seats in the back, and we kind of like weren't sure whether or not. We could yeah, sit it's like there. dance floor in the front, seats in the back, but still a very small, like intimate venue. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah. and so we kind of crept up and, and got some seats pretty pretty high up in the back, but the the view You're still so close. Yeah, yeah You're the still view so was close. awesome. Like really good yeah. view. You could totally see the stage, and um, yeah, and uh, it was like so we got in there pretty much right at seven. We were kind of waiting to see um, the crowd was filling up. It was a lot. It was a sea of, of girls in black crop tops. It was a yeah. sea of like four girl deep friends all in like black crop yeah, it tops. Was, it, was, it was all couples and groups of four girls. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. 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 And, the, and everyone who was sitting up where we were sitting were there to kind of like make fun of. It seemed like a lot of people were there to make, not make fun of it, but like were like kind of like joking that they were there. There was definitely a like ironic vibe oh yeah know? there was a, yeah, a little bit of an ironic vibe but they couldn't even you know they were having a good time we yeah, yeah. we had no hint of irony we were full supporting dancing yeah singing yeah yeah but the people in front of us were all co-workers and right they befriended a couple sitting in front of them and they were all talking about how they were there as a joke and that they asked like oh what are you gonna do when tom comes out are you gonna cheer or boo and they're like we're gonna boo and then they all got very into it and we're having yeah. like the time of their lives so yeah. ridiculous everyone yeah. is sheep and they don't really know what they want i mean it's it's really crazy but yeah the guy in front of us was just looking at basketball tweets the entire time he was looking at basketball tweets and then the his female friend next to him the screensaver of her phone like the background photo was two basketball players yeah wow i I wish i'd seen you did you have any uh, any hint of what team you know, I'm trying to think I, of who she would even have. Like, was it like a Steph Curry? No, it, no, wasn't that guy? Wasn't wasn't them? Wasn't LeBron James? Uh, no, I want to say maybe the Nets players because they were in black uniform. Hmm. Oh, so, maybe she's a Nets fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe, maybe it was like a Kevin Durant. Maybe no, she's a Kyrie stan. Maybe she loves the anti-vaxxing Kyrie. To be honest, they looked like um, Rihanna's. Like the guys looked like Rihanna's baby daddy. Um, 
Aesop Rocky. That's the vibe of that. That's what they looked like. Mm. I mean, so I don't know. Like, and I know what Kevin Durant looks like. But anyway, I was like staring at her phone because I was. I'm shocked when anyone likes basketball, male, female, anyone. I'm like, wow, you really like that, and (laughs) good for you. But then when a female, I don't know why. I guess that's sexism. I'm like, wow, you. you, There's no female. You just okay, like basketball. That's crazy to me. And so I was like staring at her screensaver. And then the guy turned around and looked at me. And I think he caught me staring at her, her phone. But um, yeah. whatever. What are you going to do? Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, no shame. Yeah. Your friend has a weird screensaver. Um, <laughs> what, yeah. Okay. Anyway. Um, uh, so as we're waiting for the show to start, they're like doing all the testing. They're like doing the tech tech testing at the stage and like the biggest thing that took the longest to set up were these four rods of colored like rainbow colored lights that they yeah, had on the like, stage these, yeah these like that like circulated kind of light the light was moving the entire time very cool yeah uh, it took yeah it took a while to get the cause first there was a while, for a while it was just the three were set up <laughs> and it made no sense aesthetically because you're no. like you know i know sandoval you know he's got probably he has this planned out to a t you know he's very extra, as as we know by his you know the most extra. Yes. So. But then the fourth light rod came out, uh, and it was nice. It was ready to go. It was ready like- to go. They had, it was it was a lot of light, a lot of lighting. You had the four light stands. You had the two in the back, the two tall light stands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess this is all a substitution for pyrotechnics. Yes. Because yeah, that was we were taught. We were like kind of clocking where if God forbid a fire breaks out here. Where you don't want to die in a five day stampede. So, uh, yeah, where we were sitting, there were the closest emergency exit was very far. So, God forbid we had to run anywhere, we were dead. Like, we knew that where we were sitting would have been good. Yeah, would we would have, we would have, we would have died in a fire. It would have been tragic and yeah. horrible. Yeah. They also had like a bubble machine in the front of the stage that they were testing. That, that they, I don't think they even played it during the show. I mean, we left a little early, so maybe yeah. that was like the big close with it, the bubbles, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, when they put that bubble machine on, I was like, fuck, if this thing catches fire we're dead and we die we're dying with these ironic co-workers who have a basketball uh (laughs) screensaver and i also caught the couple in front of them watching monster truck rally videos on their phone oh was that couple was watching the monster truck i thought you meant the people directly wow no the couple in front of the co-workers yeah okay and that that guy and that couple had some kind of weird relation to raquel where it's like he knew someone who knew someone yeah i don't know Yeah. yeah like that type of situation where it was like he he had a co-worker or a friend who was co-workers with Raquel, like something. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. It's fun to eavesdrop on people um, at these shows and just watch what they're watching because everyone is on their fucking phones. It's crazy. Yeah. Like, really, people are so much on their phones while they are at an event. It's fucking wild. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, so then, okay, so the rods are set up, the bubble machine is tested, um, and we're ready for Tom to come out. The band comes out, and then Tom makes his grand entrance. Like, fi- like I thought, very cool. He had yeah. the band come out, and they're like kind of playing like an instrumental. It was almost like a pro wrestling entrance, where mm-hmm. like, yeah, they they had like the the guitar guy started it up. Guitar guy was great. I mm-hmm. forget his name. Uh, <laughs> when he did the meeting the band thing, I don't remember uh, yeah, I know, name. Yeah. It might have been Kevin, but there, I know there was sure. a Kevin. Yeah, uh, might have been Kevin the guitar guy. Yeah, but yeah, he had like like a dark tonal like guitar going. Then the rest of the band comes out and they're playing, and then Sandoval makes his entrance. Yeah, uh, to an ovation. I, I I didn't think anyone. I didn't notice anyone booing during the entrance. No, and it really filled up. Like, the floor... It was packed. It was packed. The floor was filled, and most of the seats were filled. filled. And everybody was, like, pretty positive. And the only time I saw people booing were these... There was, like, these... This one really drunk guy in the middle, uh, like to the to the left of us where we were sitting, he was booing, but he was also like dancing up the aisle. So he was just 
He was just being a little show. I think he was performing himself. Yeah. yeah, he was. He was. You know, so it, you know, it didn't feel like there was a, a lot of vitriol. Right. There was yeah. one. There's. There's always a few fucking crazy people. <laughs> there was one crazy girl. She had oh short God. blonde hair, and she was like, she had. Th- she was three. You know, three deep. Of course, girls three deep. All short blonde <laughs> hair, and they are trying to find seats where we were sitting. And her shirt said, she had a shirt that said, "Your son is a whore on it." And someone asked her, like, what does your shirt mean? And she was like, it's about his mom, like, pointing to the stage. <laughs> so, like, oh it was about – he. so she wore a shirt that said Tom Sandoval, your – Tom Sandoval's mom. As if she's addressing Tom Sandoval's mother. Yes. Which is crazy. crazy. Which is crazy. <laughs> your son is a whore, Tom Sandoval's mom. It's like – It's know. like – yeah, it's like, why are you even here then? If yeah. you're – yeah, you Does know. Does your therapist know about this? <laughs> yeah. This is yeah. crazy. Yeah. You are crazy. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Have a good time and don't attack yeah, no, the if mother. I was, yeah, if I was an – yeah, if I was an entertainer, I wouldn't want people wearing a shirt yelling at my mom that I'm a whore. Yeah. You know, I don't need that. No. I mean, it's no – thank that. you for buying a ticket, you idiot. Yeah. And, like, yeah. support – like, what are you doing? Well, then you're making your son, his son money. Like, you're just – you're absolutely nuts. absolutely nuts you know just what is going on but that was the only like yeah angry vibe the rest of the vibe of the show was like very positive and supportive and supportive i didn't hear anyone yelling ariana no i didn't hear an ariana scream yeah i mean you know you know we were in the back so maybe maybe people were but i I didn't hear anything and And it seemed like people on the dance floor were just like into it and dancing yeah it didn't seem like there was like a no one was like throwing the finger up. No, no one was doing anything crazy like that. And Sandoval kept saying when he came out that he was like enjoying the vibe of the show. It was like good vibes. Yeah, he felt, and it, it felt the energy. Yeah. yeah, he did. He looked great. His outfit was the open. His great yeah, wardrobe. Yeah. yeah, there were costume changes which were pretty epic. Yeah, um, yeah, they yeah they did. There was and I thought the uh, the most extras jam while he went off stage to do his costume change. I thought it was great. Yeah, you know, it turned all the lights down except for like the light rods were going and they were just like. <laughs> Jamming, I was having a great time with that. Way to go, most extras. The most extras are very good. Yeah. Like, the band surrounding him, like you were saying, it was very smart that he hired, like, really good musicians. Um, yeah, no, he has a really fun band. Yeah. It's, yeah, they, they're good. They're, they're like, really good. They cover the Jackson 5, um, Want You Back, which at first you'd be like, wow, bold and brave. Like, do you really think you can do it? But... I think smart because he just let the girl sing. Exactly. And, and she's yeah. very good. Yeah, she has a great voice. The, she she pulled it off. She was excellent. Yeah. Excellent voice. Yeah, like, she's great. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was a great show. It kind of started off very 80s vibes. Like, he did a lot of, like, you know, take on me, um, outcat, like, I don't want to lose your love tonight. And then he goes into a little classic rock, like Chicago. Yeah, some, like, <laughs> 70s rock he got into. Yeah. Um, there was, I think, the peak for us. Journey. Journey. Yeah. We did. A, he did a little uh, dance, dance, Fallout Boy. Yeah, yeah. And then the Outcast medley was pretty wild. Yeah, the yeah, especially Hey Ya. Hey Ya was great. Yeah. Bombs over Baghdad was like it was a little. I was like, wait, what's happening here? And then it was like, oh, it's bombs over Baghdad. Baghdad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then Hey Ya was awesome. Everyone was singing yeah. along to Hey Ya. And his voice was way better than I thought. Like, kind of blew me away. He, he was hitting some it. high notes. Yeah. Yeah. And it didn't falter. Like, his his voice was really strong. It's it's much higher than I thought. Um, like, when he sings Journey, like, he sang Journey. Like, he pretty much nailed it. Made Steve um, Perry proud. I think I so. Think. Yeah. 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 He has kind of, for me, he sounded very hair metal. Like, I think he has a very, like, power ballad, hair metal voice. I don't know. That's yeah, like he, what... he could have been Van Halen's front man. Yeah, or like um, like the Scorpions, or like those kind of like weird European-German hair metal bands. 
bands. Like he'd <laughs> yeah. be a great European yeah. hair metal foreigner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Mm. Um, but yeah, he sounded great. Like also when they did Queen, um, somebody to, to love. love. Yeah, which bold, bold move again. Bold and pulled and it off. Pulled it off. Yeah, great crowd work. Came into the crowd. Yeah, um, climbed into those little like if it was like a VIP box. Yeah. I don't know what was going on in that section or if people had to pay more to get there, but he climbed in there and they yeah. were all like dancing. Yeah. And then he had these little like cubes in the front of the stage that he would constantly hop up on and like his his whole like they did a lot of like choreographed dance moves and like there was a lot of I mean, he is kind of creating his own little E Street band with the most extras, a you know? Bit. Yeah. Um yeah. and it's it's just so much fun. I think yeah. it's the best Bravo side project ever created i think yeah i you know i can't say i know all the bravo side projects i don't really know a lot of what the housewives have done uh i'm just comparing it to like luann's cabaret which is like probably very entertaining and i've seen clips from it but as far as like singing goes i would rather hear sandoval sing than the goddess luann sing i mean i love luann with all due respect um yeah yeah yeah. i don't know but i I just think it was a really good show um yeah and smart that yeah he is just like a cover band really it's like you're at a wedding it's like you're at a wedding kind of it's a great uh, wedding band um i thought the only time i thought of ariana and raquel was when um he was singing um rosanna the toto song rosanna and it's to me every time he said rosanna i thought raquel because it was like yeah there were a few yeah yeah yeah. that was very and then um the journey song song um no, yeah journey song um the journey song which was um someday love can find you yeah i still uh, love you girl yeah i still love you girl yeah. he did uh working for the weekend too i thought it was a poignant he did a he kept going <laughs> everybody needs a second chance and he kept like throwing up the two and i was like i was like you know what everyone does deserve a second chance yes he's not a criminal he no. cheated on his spouse it seemed like they had a not a great relationship at that point it wasn't Good. Yeah. But at the same time, they're the one bringing anything to this show at this point oh right now. So, yeah, the glamping trip on the most recent episode uh, where I'm like, you know what? He's the star of the show. He's maniacally yes. laughing <laughs> while his mistress is on this camping trip with his girlfriend. Yes. And he's like maniac doing this crazy maniacal, like yeah. over the top cover up laugh to be like, ha ha! <laughs> I'm not, I'm not cheating. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Anytime Raquel would would say something about either wanting to like kiss Schwartz or like anything like that, he was like, "Yeah, yeah." It was and, great. It's great. And yeah. also when he um he kind of got drunk and did a speech about how proud he was of Raquel. Oh my um, god! Yeah, that he was, did. yeah. So yeah, it's like um, I'm fucking passionate. Yeah. Like you did like a, yeah, like I'm proud of you, Raquel. I'm proud of you. Um, all right, now yeah, if we were on a glamping trip with a group of people and I did that speech about some girl there, would you be like? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Wait a minute. I was like, this girl, I'm proud of her, and she did that. Yeah, well, only because you are very quiet in social situations. Like like Sandoval, he has made speeches about how he's proud of people in the past. That's that's true. Um, He's done this with multiple people. Yeah, so with him, I wouldn't, but with you, I would be like, what's going on yeah cause I feel like well yeah yeah and also because I feel like this episode kind of started well you know I guess the, it's set up for this way on the show this was kind of the start of where the 
really, I it's think, where, yeah, where really, specifically on Ariana, from Ariana's side, because, you know, she was getting fed, a lot of people were being like, hey, these two were out together at, like, one in the morning. Yeah. She stayed at your guy's place when you were home at your grandmother's funeral. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, and I think that kind of put it over the top when he was, <laughs> just his energy was wild. Yeah. Around the two of them on the glamping trip. Yeah. Uh, and I wish they kind of, I just think v- Vanderpump, they've overproduced the layout of this story. Like, the, yeah. the, it's like they're dragging it out to the point where I really don't even give a fuck anymore. And the only time it was, like, entertaining was when they were actually, uh, like, they're not, you know, doing any, like, retelling. They're just showing us, yeah, this is when they were on a glamping trip and the affair had already started. It's like when we can watch them actually all interacting. Yeah, no, that was the best know? part of the episode. Yeah, far but away. all of these scenes that they clearly refilmed after the scandal, like, between Lala and James and yeah. between... It's so exhausting and insulting. It's like, we know you guys filmed this yeah. after the after the fact. Please just show us yeah. more of them on the camping trip. More of them. And Come as, on. you know, and as fun as it was to watch, you know, Ken watch walk into the room because they make Ken walk in and go I can't believe Sandoval was with Raquel and then he just like walked robot robot walks out yeah uh, to Max recharge like... recharges batteries it's like as fun as that is to watch we don't need it no we already know we everyone already knows what's going on here yeah. just show just show an extended if the whole episode was the glamping trip you know it's so much better yeah yeah because the hype is it's too much at this point it's killing it it's yeah. really killing it but um as is Tom Sandel and those extras is killing it. Yeah. The outfits were amazing. The band was amazing. Yeah, the vibe of the show was really fun. Yeah. Highly recommend if you're a Vanderpump Rules fan. Yeah, go, <laughs> go see to the Tom. Show. Yeah, yeah, go see Tom Sandoval. It's a great time. Yeah, yeah he it, takes his shirt off. He's like, he's like, post- wears some, wear some like snakeskin leopard print pants. Yeah, he's like ripped. He's clearly go. He's like going through something ripped. You know what I mean? He's like, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I mean, I thought cause we were, you know, uh, we were watching some Vanderpump Rules yesterday, both before and after the show. <laughs> yeah. uh, and almost like you know. We're watching some older episodes, and I'm like, you can clearly throughout this show watch him, you know, progressively cut like beer and carbs out of his diet <laughs> yes. because now he's yeah now and yeah he's shredded. He's shredded, yeah. yeah. And he his band shredded. It was it was a great time. It was a great time, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, good job by the band. Uh, I, yeah, I would love to hear the origin story of how. You know, because they're all performers on, you know, so I'm sure, I wonder if they've, like, if he, like, met some of these people, like, you know, yeah. he's, he's done music for years on the show, so I wonder <laughs> if these were, like, some of his friends that he's met over the years, and yeah. then they've come together and formed a really fun band. Yeah, because even the band members seemed like they were having fun on stage, which is nice. You yeah. Know? It didn't seem yeah. like they were bored. Everyone was having a party. It yeah. was a party. Was everyone, a party. everyone was having a party. It was a great time, yeah. Yeah, we were dancing and singing in, the, yeah. in our chair, shouting. It, it was a great time. Yeah. Very, yeah. very fun. Yeah. Very, did, very fun. Did, you know, I'd ever get to sing uh hey y'all with tom sandoval there, there we go, go. there happened. we all did yeah. yeah yeah i was really shocked by chicago i was like i have not heard chicago's um what is it god yeah i, I can't even remember uh, what the song was uh eight six two four or something like that I, anyway from I don't know. four to 20 from four to six from five to 64 or something yeah it's, yeah, it's yeah. just such a classic rock radio song it's just so bizarre that they yeah. play that song it was so good yeah it's really really great um, 250624, that's like the weird, uh, yeah, classic rock song, yeah, okay. so good. And also, Jax should be jealous of Tom. Like, you know how Jax is always yeah. jealous anytime Tom gets attention, and it's like, he does put a lot of, you know, this is a lot of work. It is, a lot, is a lot of work yeah. to put something together, and as much as, like, we are worried about Tom Sandoval's finances. Yeah, um, but, you know, yeah, but, you know. 
this was this is it seems well worth it. I, yeah. I don't know what the financial situation of this show is. Uh, hopefully he's making money and he's putting on a good show. Putting on a good show. Yeah. Yeah. Respect his creative endeavors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've always said, as far as like the number one guy in the group debate goes, Mm. uh, I've always felt Jax is jealous of Sandoval in ways that Sandoval would never be jealous of Jax. That's how, that's why I always give it to Sandoval a little bit as far as the number one guy goes. I think Jax is, you know, maybe the better reality star, like more entertaining reality star, but I I think Sandoval's the number one guy in the group. Wow. Yeah. Uh, It's hard for me. I do think, yeah, I do think Jax is totally the star of the show and he is my favorite, but at this point it's i guess it is sandoval i guess it has we'll see, to be you know now if jackson Brittany are coming back we'll see what happens in the uh in the in the next season yeah uh, as, as you know and everyone hating on sandoval it's like that's the reason there's another season of this show please uh yeah so it's like do you just want to cancel the show i don't understand you know i don't understand what you hate they're just getting as you say they're getting worked getting uh, worked everyone's yeah. getting worked by yeah yeah everyone's getting worked by Vanderpump Rules it's pathetic anyway but the show wasn't pathetic it was so fun yeah great night out two thumbs up had a great time yes uh, yeah drank some truly <laughs> yeah. we had to embarrassingly turn down the shot when, when the, oh when the bartender offered us if we wanted a shot with the truly and we were like uh no thank you I was yeah. like I can't puke I was like I can't puke at Tom right. Sandoval in the most extras right. I'll, I'll throw up yeah. like if I I had an edible go and I was like I can't do yeah. edible shot and truly can't I do it I don't think I've had a shot for years like I don't think I've drank a shot in literally since I was in my tw- like I, I haven't I- no I've idea. done some before some of our podcast recordings. <laughs> I've, 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 you know, not say we're doing this in the morning. This is like a morning episode, so I, you know, I'm, I'm stone cold sober right now. Yeah. But yeah, before I would, I would, you know, I would throw a little shot back <laughs> yeah. and sip a drink. Uh, anyway, I, w- I was flattered that she asked, and we looked like we were party people in that way. I was, you know, made me feel young. Yeah. So. So after we bought shirts, this is we we, <laughs> oh, we, yeah. we we got there, went right down to the merch stand, went right down to the bar. Very uh, very yeah, happy. I got, with I got her. a tank top. You got a t shirt. Very happy with my t shirt. Very happy yeah. with my tank top. Happy to support the most extras. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a great night. We did it. It was a great night. Yeah, it was a great night. It was nice. It was beautiful outside. Beautiful New York yeah, City. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. Felt, it felt, you know, it's not so, quite summer yet, but it kind of felt like the first summer day-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, it was a good time. Yeah. All right. So that was our review of Tom Sandoval and the Most Extras. Now we're going to talk about some very 80s movies. We both watched some really, really classic 80s movies this week we're gonna yeah. talk about them do you want to go first or you want me to go first should i should i go yeah, first? All, go right, first. all right i'll go start i'll kick us off i know this is a movie i've never seen um, <laughs> i've also never seen this movie you never saw this never wow seen it. Yeah. so i've seen it you haven't yeah. look at this we watch these movies individually mm-hmm. um i so I, originally i was gonna either watch uh, first blood rambo or they live couldn't find any, any of them on the streaming networks and i was like you know what i'm not gonna rent I'm just going to scroll through what I have. And I picked Flashdance. Yeah. The eight, the classic 1983 Flashdance. My first <laughs> note, Jerry Bruckheimer does it again. <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer is an accredited with Flashdance. He was a producer. Jerry Bruckheimer does it again. Yes. Another movie. Um, all right. So the movie starts. Uh, all right, this, I kept a little bit of like a running diary here. So yeah. I don't know if this is really going to make... You know, uh, you know. So, spoiler alerts for Flashdance. Yes. If, if you if you need if you if you want to, spoiler alerts here. <laughs> here it is. It's Alex. She's a welder by day, dancer by night. Wow. She she works in a. I don't know if yeah. So you don't know this. I know the plot. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But, so she's um, like a welder. She's you know she's like curly haired, kind of ethnically ambiguous, but like also a white woman, but mm-hmm. but 
looks like she could be like Spanish. What's the actress's name? Um, I, oh, Jennifer Beals. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not okay. Jessica Beale, Jennifer Beals. Different uh, Beale. Yeah, yeah, different <laughs> Beale. Uh, so Jennifer Beals plays Alex, a welder by day, dancer by night. <laughs> Um, she, and so she's, she's welding, you know, she's, she's got a, one of those big masks on, mm. uh, cause she's got sparks flying everywhere. Cause she, oh. you know, you know, she works this manual labor job and she's 18. As many dancers do. As many dancers do. And then at night she goes to this club, she dances, oh, okay. uh, and there is a fry cook, Richie, oh. who wants to be a comedian. No. And he works in Pittsburgh. Uh, I think this was like the darkest, uh portrayal of a comedian maybe in film ever he's just like constantly making jokes to his co-workers that are really bad oh uh and then he gets up one day to like in between dancers he gets to like host and do like a set and he's bombing really bad it's hard to watch but then he turns the crowd because he makes a joke about how he's gonna put cockroaches in their burgers and then everyone loves it and richie kills it and richie moves to la good luck in la fry cook richie good luck richie um, all right, so then we see Alex goes home. We get to see her bachelorette pad. It was an old warehouse that she's turned into a, an apartment. Wow. That's where Alex lives in Pittsburgh. Creative. Um, she sees a ballet about Jesus on TV and tries to spin, but she spills soda on herself. What? <laughs> yeah, okay, I forget exactly what? why. I think she comes home from the club one night. Oh, and she wants to be in this, like, she's trying, she wants to be, like, a really respected dancer. Okay. Not do this, like... Not quite stripping, but mm-hmm. also, you know, it's not, she's not at the titty bar, but she's, you know, she's, she's dancing for men, mm-hmm. showing her body a little bit. She wants more. She wants more than this. Right. She, she's, she's, a, she's an artist yes. with, with her dancing. Uh, so she's trying to do the, but she's spilling it on herself. She's not classically trained. Ah. She's not classically trained. Ah, challenges. Um, she's a maniac, and I hope she's ready for this ballet audition, but I don't have a great feeling about it. Now she's getting ready for the audition. She's, she's, she, she wants to go audition for this like prestigious school. So she's, she's getting herself pumped up, and this is where we hear, I'm a, she's a maniac, maniac. And yeah. she's like, she's. Constantly sweating. It's a little gross. Um, oh, yeah. So she goes to this. Uh, she goes to, I think, I guess it's like an open audition, open tryout. And she's standing online with all the ballet dancers. And we, we get a shot of all their shoes. She's the only one in work boots. Work boots at the Stop. ballet. Uh-oh. And she sees everyone's shoes. And she runs away. She can't do it. She just runs out. Oh, panicked. Yeah, panicked over her, over her Timberlands that oh. she's worn. For whatever reason, she wore them to the... Uh, um, so she comes back, <laughs> she comes back, she's back on the job site for Hot Alex, she's run away, and oh, here comes the, uh, a, her divorced boss, who looks like Adrian Grenier from, uh, uh Entourage? and Entourage, so he comes, and now they're in the elevator together, and, and he's, you can tell he's got an eye for her. Oh no. He's divorced and he's got an eye for her. This is where we find out she's supposed to be 18, which is like, whoa. Uh, divorcee is hitting on her. He looks 34, but he's probably supposed to only be like 24. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, now she's conf- oh, yeah, now she's in confessional. It's a very like wow. You know, so she's in a uh, she's she's a religious girl, I guess, because there's multiple scenes of her making confession. Yeah, and there was a Jesus ballet. What there's, is this? Yeah, there was a there's yeah there's a weird Catholic overtone of this because she's in she's in confession and now she's confessing confessing to her priest that she's been thinking about sex a lot. This oh is what she, this is what she's confessing, and I'm like, this guy who looks like Mr. Peterman from Seinfeld, he's probably jerking it behind the confession while she's like, well, maybe I don't know if they jerk at the girls. You, know. you never know. You never know. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right, so that happens. Uh, she gets that off her chest. 
Uh, now she's back at the club, and all the girls are working out to Joan Jett. They're all wow. like working out to "I Love Rock and Roll" by oh. Joan Jett, and they're all like working rocker out. girls, rocker girls working out, getting ready for the show. Okay. Um. Oh, the whole world is dance. Now she's with her friend Jeannie as they're they're walking, and now they're like they they they're in a back alley with like pop and lockers, like street break dancers. Cool. And then they're all dancing with the pop and lockers, and then they're walking across the street, and then they're dancing with the crossing guard, who's like this old man. And they're all like dancing. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but yeah. the whole this whole world is dance. Um, I don't, this is this is an early butt movie. Like oh. no girl has tits, but they're just, it's just constantly showing off butts, which I feel like this might be. The, I don't know if this is the first in American pop culture butt movie, <laughs> but this is a this is a butt movie. You're, you're seeing a lot of these girls' butts. All right, all right here's the oh yeah. So then we get to oh yeah, Fry Cook Richie, yeah, darkest stand-up character I've ever seen. <laughs> Um, oh yeah, and he's so he's he dates the girl Jeannie, who's her friend. So okay. so Jeannie and Richie are together. Romance. Yeah, and as so he's making a joke about Pollocks. Oh uh, yeah, it's a lot of those. He's he's a lot of Pollock material from Richie. Hot hot topic in the eighties. Hot topic in the eighties, and we they get a shot of Jeannie, and she's just like doing them. She's like my like mouthing the words to the joke oh. that she like gets it right with them. So yeah, there we get a little, little little shot into their relationship. Interesting window. Um, all right, yeah, this happens. So now, oh, then now there's like a, so they, like I said, they don't work at the titty bar. This is a, a clothed club, mm-hmm. even though you know, then they're just like in leotards. It's like soft core strippers, pretty much soft core stripping, okay. soft core stripping. Uh, but there's like a full nude bar manager, Johnny. Oh, bad news. Yeah, and he's constantly like kind of recruiting girl. Like he's hanging out at the soft core club. He's kind of trying to recruit girls. So at one point, he like she walks by and he just like grabs her butt and she just pours beer on him. Mm. And the divorcee likes this. <laughs> he likes the moxie because then we cut him, and he's like, he's like, wow, yeah, she's got the moxie turned on, turned on by it. Uh, now she's leaving the club, and oh no, it's the creepy guys like following her in a car, uh, and like they like kind of corner her and Richie because she's oh, like walking God. away with Richie. The guy punches Richie, the fry cook, and then here comes Nick, divorced Nick, her welding boss. He comes up, he tells those guys to get lost, and he saves her. Drives her home, but she still won't go out with him. Still okay. won't go out with him. She drives him Catholic home. Catholic girl. Catholic girl. She still won't go out with Nick. But she likes him. You can tell she likes okay. him. Okay. Won't go out with him. Um, oh yeah, now they're at Jeannie's ice skating show, because Jeannie wants to be an ice dancer. They all have dreams. They all have dreams. They all have dreams. Yeah. They all have dreams, and Jeannie's uh, is, she's an ice dancer. <laughs> uh, so her parents are there. Uh, we see a blonde with a bowl cut, and she's first. Okay. She does a, uh, the worst ice skating performance I've ever seen. And then everyone in the crowd's like, she can't follow this. Even though, yes, she can. It's terrible. So now here comes Jeannie. She's skating to Gloria, you know, calling Gloria, and she's killing it. But now she falls twice. And the second time, she's just not getting up. She's so embarrassed. She's humiliated. It's hard to have dreams. It's hard to have dreams. So she falls. She kind of blows it. uh, And her performance ends in disgrace. It's a tough night for Jeannie, which was, this was just as hard to watch as Nathan Chen falling at the, the, I think that was at the 2018 Olympics where all the pressure in the world is on Nathan Chen and he just kept falling. It was horrible. Horrible. Um, uh, Divorce, oh yeah, oh yeah, so uh, the, the, that show happens, looks like Ice Dancing's not going to happen for Jeannie. 
Um, all right, now now divorced Nick. He's finally getting some alone time with Alex. Oh. Uh, and he's like, let's go out to dinner. What do you want? Steak? You want? And she's like, I want pizza. She doesn't want some fancy dinner. She's an every girl. She just wants pizza. Bet Nick likes that. Nick likes that. Now they're in love. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Now they're in love, and they're at her place. And and I wrote, you know, Nick's going to give her the confidence to audition for this ballet crew. I feel it. Yes. It's going to happen. The love is going to take her over the edge. Yeah. Now we're back at the softcore club, and Alex is doing a dance routine where she's, like, in face paint, and there's a strobe light. Oh, Nick's divorced cock is really bringing a new side out of Alex. She's really feeling herself here yes. now that she dates Nick. Taking some chances. Yeah. Richie finally moves to L.A. Good for Richie. He got oh. to L.A. All right. So now this is where we start to get a little riff, riff, ripple in the in the, in the the Alex-Nick relationship. Oh, no. Because uh, she sees him uh, with a blonde. Um, and she starts, she just yells, Who's the goddamn blonde, Nick? <laughs> I broke your fucking window. She threw, oh. she threw a brick through his window. She is a welder. She is a welder. Nick had to pay $170 to special order this new window. This is, this is a lot for these two. But it's all a big misunderstanding. The blonde was just his ex-wife. Oh. They meet once a year to go to this stupid benefit. <laughs> she forgives him. That's good. And now she's, she's rubbing his dick with her foot oh. under the table. And she's like... She's eating, like, I don't know if it's cheese or bread or what she's eating, but she's, like, simulating giving it a blowjob while she, like, rubs his dick with... This is, like, the horniest movie I've ever seen. Wow. It's wild. Yeah. Catholics are repressed and horny. Yeah, Yeah. so she's, yeah, rubbing his dick and blowing bread. Uh, Divorced Nick has a friend on the Arts Council. Mm, Connections. Looks like he's going to try to get Alex into the dance company, and I don't know if she's going to like this. That's my initial thoughts I'm watching this. I'm like, I don't think she's going to like this, Nick. I think... Back off. Back off a little bit here. Yeah. And this is a dark turn. Jeannie is now, Jeannie has now, after her failed ice dance performance, and, and Richie leaving for LA. Drugs. Drugs? Maybe even worse. Now she's dating John, the creep who runs the nudie bar. So now she's dating him and performing at the nude bar. Why? She's spiraling. Jeannie is spiraling. Yeah. Um, we're an hour and ten minutes in. Alex is still a welder. <laughs> Hour <laughs> ten minutes in this movie, Alex is still welding. Oh, she got the audition! Yeah, look at this. The the letter comes in. You had to be uh, invited, so she gets this audition. She's got to tell Nick and and hope he doesn't tell her how this happened. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Um. And he well, he blows it because he told her he le- he lets it spill out that he's already made this dinner reservation for them because he knew that she was going to get this audition. Nick. So she yeah she pieces it together. She's pissed off. She's like, I want to get out of the car. Let me out of the car. Uh, there's great Diet Pepsi product placement. I'm going to stand up for product placement. I think it's pretty good. People hate product placement, but I was like, you know what? I enjoyed seeing this weird old 1980s Pepsi can. Right. That was just sitting there. I retro, thought, I thought it was retro. cool to see. It was cool to see. And and it's also people drink and eat brand stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it adds some realism. It doesn't yes. take away from it. It adds realism. Right. Um, I guess this is where we find out, uh-oh, Jeannie's working at the Zanza bar, which is the, the, the nudie bar. Oh, um. Oh yeah. So Alex like drags her. She runs in. She drags her off stage, like and like pulls her out, puts her in a coat. And I wrote Jesus. She throws her hard-earned out Jeannie's hard-earned money in a puddle, and Jeannie's crying. So now Jeannie's crying, and she's like, "I'm doing this because I'm your friend." Oh, friend, so she, friend drama. So she saves Jeannie. Saves Jeannie from John and the Zanzibar. Now, now, oh 
Divorce, divorce Nick is waiting for them in the rain now. <laughs> no, yeah, she slaps Nick in the face. Why? Oh, this was after, oh yeah, I guess they haven't made up yet. So this is still after their, uh, after their fight because he, you know. Meddled in her dreams. Meddled, meddled in, yeah, meddled in her dreams. Uh, so he's cutting to the core and he's making her realize that she's just scared of auditioning and she's using him as an excuse. Oh, that might be true. Yeah, so I think, and she kind of realizes this. There's an old woman in the movie named Hannah that I, I thought the entire time she was calling her Nana, but I guess it's just her old neighbor named Hannah. <laughs> Hannah's dead at one point, and, and this is really the last push that Alex needs. She's going to dance for Hannah. Nice. So the time the audition happens, we're rooting for her. Come on, Alex. And oh, she falls, but they let her start again. And, okay. but, but you can tell the judges, they're, they're really, they're kind of like, oh, this girl's a mess. She's but a letting welder. Us, a welder, yeah. Um... I wrote, if only Jeannie was so lucky to get to redo her dance ice routine. Yeah. She would not have wound up at the Zanzibar. But, you know, it's, that's, those are the breaks of life. Yeah, the um, cards you're dealt. You've got to play them. Those are the cards you're dealt. Now she wins. The judge is over because she's really getting into it. She's pumped up. Nick's got flowers for her. And now they're necking. <laughs> These two are necking after the audition. She gets in. And that's how the movie ends. Wow. She gets in. Because of Nick's divorce dick, gives her the confidence, and gets her the audition because of his friend on the Arts Council of Pittsburgh. It's, it's, wow, it's, it's very true, you know, it's about having connections. It is, it's all about, all about connections. Overcoming Connections and fears. confidence. Yeah, it's all yeah. about connections and confidence in life. Uh, wow. Uh, so there you go, there's Flashdance, I give it a thumbs up. Yeah. I enjoyed the movie. Horny movie. And again, early butt movie. This movie's all about these girls' butts, uh, which you wouldn't expect for 1983. Oh God, our buzzer's uh, going off. Yeah, um, um, I'm gonna. I'll buzz in. That's all right. I'll uh, I'll start talking about my movie as Justin buzzes in. Probably the Amazon. Probably yeah. UBS or sometimes we get. Sometimes lately we get solicited by weird uh, like senator campaigns. Will come knocking on our door and it's terrifying. If you vote early and often, you just get harassed at your home. Yeah, now. it's really yeah. crazy. Um, anyway, all right. So yeah, good, good eighties movie. Good pick. I weirdly watched this movie called Legal Eagles, which I don't know. It's like it was made in like nineteen eighty six. It's a movie with um, Robert Redford stars in it with Deborah Winger and Daryl Hannah, and it's about um, wow. Okay, it's about like it's a story about the art world in the eighties and um and uh somehow that also involves lawyers. So let's get into it. Uh, okay. Um, that's where the legal comes in. That's where the legal comes okay. in. Yes. I don't know why they're called legal eagles, but that's what it's called. I got eyes um, like an eagle. I guess so, yeah. I don't I have no idea. Um so the movie opens um in like a flash uh, like a flashback scene um in at this like new york city downtown party in 1968 so it's like mm, very right. downtown 1968 is the year warhol got shot so it's like a weird year for like the art scene you know okay, yeah. but this is it the the vibe is very like warhol uh, crowd like everyone's kind of wearing silver and looks very 60s it's a cool 60s arts crowd yeah crowd, like a lot yeah. of bohemians long hair guys with long hair but it also has a very like um, X-Files vibe because there's a lot of sinister synth music going on, you know? Ooh, so it's like, yeah, you, you okay. know, and, and and so you realize you're at like a birthday party with this kind of ominous music. So you're like, okay, this is not going to be a good birthday party. Like yeah. something bad is going to happen. But as as they're kind of showing it, um, the opening credits let you know that this movie is, features a song by Rod Stewart called Love Touch. So that's wow, something very yeah. excited to look forward to. Okay. Um, oh, wow. So the credits just let you know this. Yes. This like featuring song. a song. Wow. Yeah. They like are doing the credits and then it's like, 
featured wow, song. Wow, so this is an old hot, because right at uh, current day, there's a movie called, called Love Story coming out, and they're really advertising five new Celine Dion songs. Right, yeah. So, wow, so this is like an old Hollywood, this is like a thing, you know, you, yep. you get a star musician in, yep. and, and you, you sell their song. Yeah, so if you're like, don't leave this movie, because there will be a new song by Rod Stewart. You, yeah, stay, come for the movie, stay for Rod Stewart. Absolutely, and I'm, I fucking love Rod Stewart, so I was like, okay, I'm in with this movie. <laughs> fucking love him, saw him perform with Stevie Nicks. That's came, pretty good. Yeah, that's for, a really good show. Yeah, came for Stevie Nicks, walked away, the biggest Rod Stewart fan. Like, yeah. blew my mind. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so you realize what this party is, is that there's a, it's a birthday party that a famous painter is having for his uh, child, toddler, daughter, but it's a party at night, and he only invited his hip adult artist friends. So it's kind of like this weird fucking birthday party, but everyone thinks it's a good idea. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, okay. who has a birthday party for their toddler at night with only like sexy artists in like silver gowns? You know, like very, very strange. And then um, the present that he gives his daughter is uh, one of his own paintings. That's so again, like pretty. Yeah. If I was that child, I'd be like fucking bored and pissed. You know what I mean? It's like get me a yeah, actual that's... toy. I don't need one of your shitty paintings. You know? Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. But then, okay, so then the sinister music starts to pay off because you realize there's two guys at this party who look like the villains. But the one guy with like the villain has like very cartoonish villain hair, almost like Scooby Doo, like long hair. Where you're just like, okay, that guy's he's he's wearing like a long haired wig, like you know what I mean? Like he looks yeah. he looks like an '80s, like he looks like he's in the band rat like an 80s i keep talking about hair metal but he looks like he has like 80s hair metal hair okay. in 1968 like something doesn't fit with this guy so you know this guy is the villain like it's very 80s cartoonish you okay. know and all of a sudden a fire starts Whoa. at the party fire breaks out at the party at the party and so everybody's running to try to get out and the villain the crazy villain with the 80s hair he grabs the little girl he saves the girl mm. and then um the other villain is near where the dad is the paint am i doing it does that make sense yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. so the painter dad he dies in the fire so the two, oh my god so the two villains kind of like one villain saves the daughter and the other villain kind of like orchestrates it so the dad dies in the fire and that's what you kind of jesus yeah so good Whoa, opening yeah wow. right okay All all right, we got a murder so, here. Yeah, so um okay, so then we jump, so this fire and a happens. Kidnapping. Well he like yeah, he saves the daughter, yeah, hey, this whatever. Is, see, that's this is kinda yeah, it seems like that's what they're setting it up. Yeah, that's what these two it's at least what the two characters' motivations is. They yeah. want to kill this dad and take the girl. Yeah, they take the girl. Okay. And so um then we jump to present day, eighteen years later. Okay, so nineteen eighty seven. Okay. Alright, so now the kid is an adult. The kid is an adult, but we don't see the kid. What we see immediately is Robert Redford watching TV, watching the news in his, like, very Manhattan, like, 80s Upper East Side, Upper West Side apartment, you know? Okay. Like, um, and he's watching the news with his daughter now in, in, the, in the apartment. And the news story is about a girl named Chelsea Dearden, who's 26 years old, who's been arrested for attempting to steal one of her dad's painting Uh-oh. from a rich developer. Um, and so that's basically, that's the girl from yeah, the that, fire. Yeah, so her name yeah. is Chelsea Dearden. She She's been arrested for trying to basically steal back the painting that was given to her on her birthday, which Mm. that's like, so that's what's happening. Um, 
So the daughter, Chelsea, uh, sorry, Chelsea Dearden is played by Daryl Hannah, who's like so beautiful in this movie. I mean, yeah. she is like, you you get why John Kennedy went after her and also now Neil oh, wow. Young she is was with like her. A, a JF, or John Jr. Or? John John, yeah, John yeah, Jr. Yeah, John Jr., okay, she, yeah. She was like his main girlfriend before I think he married Carolyn Bissett Kennedy. Wow, And she yeah. looks kind of like Carolyn Bissett, kind of weird. But she is like very beautiful, has the kind of classic baby voice, you know, she does kind of have like the baby voice. Um. <laughs> And we do also love her in the Jackson Brown video. Love her in your friend of mine, yeah. Clarence Clemens, Jackson Brown, and she, she's just drawing. She's painting on the floor. Or and painting, then, yeah, painting on the floor. And then she does the part where she's like, "You can depend on me." Once again, <laughs> yeah. That that baby. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> yeah. You haven't seen this video? Watch it's it. The best. Clarence, yeah. Clarence Clemens from the E Street Band and Jackson Brown are like very coked up and <laughs> yeah. they just are screaming into each other's face about being over and over. Yeah. They're screaming about being friends. Sorry, I'm yelling. Sorry. No, no, it, that's what it is. It's it's really really crazy. Um. Anyway, okay, so we see beautiful Daryl Hannah. She stole. She's trying to steal back the painting of her her dead dad. Um, Robert Redford is is the lawyer, so he's a he's the legal eagle, and he is like one of the greats. He Robert Redford. He is incredibly. I I, I was kind of taken aback by his like male beauty. Like he wow, is okay. his eye. Like he looks. But the, it's like 80s, so he com- he almost looks airbrushed. Like, he's so tan, and his <laughs> eyes are so blue, and his hair is so blonde. Yeah. It's almost, like, surreal. But he's, like, yeah, he's very, very good looking. But I think he's a short he's a short babe. He's one of the, like, short actors, Short you know? actor, yeah. Yeah. Um, so he plays this, like, dis- district attorney, lawyer. He's, like, a rising political star. Um, he's divorced. He takes care of his daughter. So it's just this weird thing where they're trying to marry this plot of these lawyers now with the case of Chelsea Dearden and her and because now she's in trouble and Daryl Hannah's character she's in trouble for stealing the paintings yeah. and um, Deborah Winger plays this other lawyer and she's trying to help Chelsea Dearden get out of trouble so she asks Robert Redford hey okay. can you help me my client is Chelsea Dearden you're really powerful can you help me she didn't do it she you know. She was basically orphaned by her dad, and so they were trying to make Daryl Hannah be like this sympathetic. Um, is is Daryl Hannah or Chelsea? Is Daryl Hannah's character? Yes, sorry, okay. Chelsea's oh, yeah, Daryl yeah, Hannah's yeah, okay. character. Um, okay, all right. So Robert Redford's taken on the case. He's taken on reluctantly. He doesn't really want to do okay, it. Yeah. And so then you start to realize that the rich developer from whom Daryl Hannah tried to steal the painting Uh-oh. is one of the villains from yeah, the original well, party. The wow. one the one who kind of made sure that her dad died. And mm. then the gallerist who has been um, also dealing with these kind of stolen paintings is the one with the crazy long hair from the beginning. Wow. So now they've become like the developer and gallerist who have been, um, you realize, have been... Um, illegally selling the paintings of her father that they all that they claimed all all burned up in the fire wow. but they didn't and now they're kind of like trading picassos and like they're doing all these kind of like illegal art trades wow. to kind of um, make this kind of uh, money off the black market or whatever sinister Yes, very sinister. So now Robert Redford is getting very entangled in this case, trying to help. Now he's getting into it. He's getting into it. Yeah. Um, he's also getting into Chelsea. Like he, him and him and um, Daryl Hannah have some like sexual tension, and <laughs> yeah. And then so then we learn that Chelsea Daryl Hannah's character is also an artist, like her oh, father. Wow. Okay. Yet she the is apple- a performance artist. Sorry, Justin. Wow, performance yeah. artist. Wow. Okay. Everybody loves performance artists, don't everyone, they? Everyone loves a performance Yoko artist. Yoko Ono, performance Andy artist. Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman. Everybody the, the loves greatest. it. Two, 
The two greatest, <laughs> two Sandy greatest. Kaufman and Yoko Ono. The two greatest. Okay, so now Daryl Hannah is, because she's very scared. She feels like everybody's trying to get her. So she, like, shows up. Oh, no. So she's kind of also trying to seduce Robert Redford. And so she brings Robert Redford back to her apartment. Now, oh, is, is she seducing Robert? Is this, like, is this strategic from her? Or does she just kind of have, like, some legit feelings for him? It seems like that one of the things during the movie is you can't tell whether or not Daryl Hannah is a is good or bad. Mm. Like there's this vague worry. Like is she this uh, okay. is she this innocent little victim or is she kind of like a femme fatale who's just trying to get get money, get her paintings, and um, okay, yeah. So yeah. there's this kind of vague thing. Like is she is she innocent? Is she guilty? Interesting. Um, All right. So um, there's some gray area with her character. Yeah, oh, yeah. You're trying to figure out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What what is what is her real motivation? So yeah. at some point, she brings Robert Redford back to her apartment, and he sees her like art. Like she has these like three large blown up portraits of herself. And he's like, oh, is this your art? And she was like, yeah, do, I, I'm a perform- do you want to see my performance? And she does her crazy performance wow. for him where there's like a lot of like voiceovers being like, fire, fire, wow. fire, <laughs> child, child. It's like, it's like the performance is wow, like all about. Wow, so it's all about, yeah, yeah, that incident. And he's just sitting on the couch reacting as very honest being like this girl's crazy and it, you know the the scene was a lot like when you know when you go to like an uh open mic like a stand-up comedy open mic you go there usually the demographic it's like 15 guys four girls the girls are always like you know pretty pretty cute but sometimes there is this one smoking hot girl like model hot girl at a comedy open mic and you're like why the fuck is this girl here like she's so hot like why is she at this depressing open mic and then she gets on stage and says things like you know when you're in a relationship and you're the one buying the crack you can beat up your boyfriend girls you can beat up your boyfriend girls and you're like oh she's crazy (laughs) that's why she's here she's fucking unstable that's what this scene really reminded me of yeah no that's yeah that's 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 a great detail. Right Thank there. you. Yeah, that is. Yeah, the 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 crazy art girl. It's real. Yeah, she's really hot, but she's really crazy. Um, and that. Yeah, <laughs> like you're like, why isn't she just off like living her life as like this beautiful smoking? Oh, she's got some issues. Just okay. getting comped into restaurants and stuff like that. Yeah, right? yeah. Why? But, yeah, no, but no. It's like why? Are you, why are you at the open mic with everyone? She's doing jokes yeah. about buying crack and beating up her boyfriend. That's what's going on. <laughs> okay. Um. All right, so then eventually, like, uh, Daryl Hannah and Robert Redford get together in this kind of one-night stand. Robert Redford has an extremely hairy chest. Really kind of took me aback. Wow, leaning into the, the, the hairy chest. Light-haired, very hairy chest. Okay. Um, anyway, so then, yeah, so then they find out the truth that they've been hiding these paintings in this warehouse. And so they go to the warehouse to, like, uncover the painting. And the crazy 80s villain hair guy is there, and he's kind of running around. And then the warehouse blows up there's, there's so much pyro in this movie it's like whoever did this movie was like we're gonna have the most legal eagles has like the most fire in any movie since like backdraft it is well, yeah it's that's, crazy that's where the budget went really totally. robert redford and the pyro yes yeah. and so they like and also it, it looks like they actually blew up this storage shed on the west side of manhattan like it i don't think i also think in the 80s west side of manhattan was kind of like the dregs and like it, just like desolate yeah. warehouses yeah i think yeah, they yeah. could have like all the piers there's people like you know it's like there was like a whole um uh 
David Wanarovich like art scene on the piers like okay. it was kind of abandoned so I could see them actually blowing up a storage unit on the west side but so they blow it up and that's where the movie like should have ended but then it keeps going for like another fucking 45 minutes as they're wow. litigating the dumb case about whether or not Daryl Hannah is innocent or guilty that gets to the legal part of the movie that's where the legal part comes in and it's really boring it really drags here um and uh, basically, in the end, Daryl Hannah gets off, and then Deborah Winger and Robert Redford get together romantically. The uh, the movie really peaks when they blow up this storage unit, and I feel like that's where it should have ended, kind of. Yeah. Like, but for some reason, because they had to, I guess, make the movie about lawyers and art, and this is how they did it. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess that's all. It, it's just like it does feel like there's seventy five different plots going on now, at yeah. once, and, and yeah, that maybe don't really tie together all the. No. They really don't come together. Not at all. No. No. The, the, yeah, the trying to connect the law case to this like art heist was a real stretch. Yeah, but, um, okay. Yeah, and then it just and then it turned into from this like Daryl Hannah kind of like femme fatale romance into like this sweet rom com between Deborah Winger and Robert Redford as two lawyers. You wow. know, almost like if Miranda, like the Deborah Winger character, was very Miranda from um, Sex in the City. city. Okay. Because at one point, both Robert Redford and Deborah Winger, we find out they're both insomniacs and they can't sleep. Wow. And so. Robert Redford tap dances in his bathroom to so again I mean that's a whole nother movie right there right is like Robert Redford insomniac tap dancing yeah wow yeah and Deborah Ringer her insomnia she just compulsively eats she weighs like 80 pounds okay (laughs) and here she is binge eating was very Miranda from Sex and the City and then they wind up together and they like well that makes sense yeah yeah but um it was a crazy movie okay all right yeah Crazy movie. Uh, those are um, those are a pair of crazy eighties movies. Yeah. Oh, so there's another fire at the end. There's an, another. So like wow, another okay. gallery goes up in flames. And um, if you like art, there's this one artist, Giacometti, who does these like really crazy sculptures, like of people kind of like very extended long bodies. You know. Um, it's anyway. So at one point during the fire, the fire is going off, and they have to use a Giacometti as a fire pole to escape. And that was wow. kind of, that was kind of entertaining. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Look at so, that. Yeah. yeah. And like, there's a lot of like, if you like art, it's kind of a hilarious like at one point they have to like bash a sculpture to like find a hidden painting there's kind of a lot of like weird art things going on in the movie but again it's just like it's like 15 movies in one it's pretty wild but yeah. there is a lot of 80s pyro and 80s bad villain hair all right oh well, yeah that's good i mean i gotta so. give legal eagles a watch i think <laughs> yeah oh good yeah. yeah um yeah i would definitely recommend it as like a crazy 80s movie yeah for okay. sure it's it's i feel like it's pretty on par with flash dance as far as like Different time, yeah. Flash different, di- time. different time, yeah. You know? Flashdance is crazy, yeah, they, yeah. And similar thing with Flashdance, where there's about seven different plots going on, and <laughs> I mean. kind of ties together at the end, but doesn't really at all. No. Didn't, a lot of stuff is not needed, uh, but appreciated. Yeah, you know? you're like, wow. It, I guess the '80s was like a simpler time, but yet the movies they made make things so much more complicated. Well, you see how coked up everyone was. I guess, yes, I think yes, yes, everyone yes. is just coked out, and it's like, oh, and then we'll do this, and then we'll do this, yes. and then we'll do this. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. And there's no checks about it. No one knows any. Yeah, it's just everyone is doing coke. Yeah. yeah. There was like so much fire. Yeah, they were like, yeah. and then we'll blow this up, and then we'll blow that, and then we'll, yeah. then we'll yeah. have another fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's 
fucking crazy. <laughs> she ice dances, and then she's with the then she's at the Zanzibar, and then and then Nick's back, and then Nick knows someone on the arts canceled, and then <laughs> yeah, it's like and Richie moves to L.A., and then Richie comes back, but then Richie moves back to L.A. It's crazy. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's uh, good stuff there in the eighties. Yeah, they really know how to make things drag on, and uh, it's yeah. good though. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, I give I give Flash Dance a thumbs up. I think much worth the watch. Oh yeah, uh, if you haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, it would. So uh, not what it was not what I expected. It was not at all what I expected. Yeah, because that's like that's like an iconic. It's so movie. iconic. Yeah. yeah, and then I was like, wow, this movie's crazy and horny. No, like, oh my god, crazy and horny. A repressed Catholic. Yeah, movie. just this girl. Yeah, she's always trying to fuck and then confessing, confessing to a priest, which oh is wild. So, yeah, crazy. All right. So also speaking of crazy, there's two kind of breakups in uh, entertainment that we wanted to talk to. The yeah, first... One, you know, one, yeah, one a marriage and then one a professional marriage. Uh, yeah, you know, professional yeah. marriage, yeah. So the first, Kim Kim Zolziak and Corey Bierman from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Yeah. We actually... Yeah, we kind of... I was like... I don't know when. I think it was like 2018. I was like very into binge watching Housewives and uh, probably a little problematic, a little too much. Needs to get out of the house a little more. And um, we were watching, I was watching Atlanta and you actually, you loved Kim and Croy. Love Kim and Croy. Still love Kim and Croy. Croy. This is kind of breaking my heart. Yeah. Yeah, They, so Kim, Kim Zolziak was like the crazy white, uh, only white woman on the cast of Atlanta. She was friends with Nini. They had like a great friend. They, they met at the gym and, and Nini loved that Kim would like just smoke cigarettes at the gym. That's the kind of girl she is. (laughs) And, and, um, oh Kim is God. loud. You loved Kim because anytime she came into a room, she would just be like, well, any, hi! Yeah, well, yeah, anytime they'd be at... Uh, there was, like, one specific scene. I think they were all at a dinner or something. And, like, it was every time a woman would enter, Kim would just be like, oh! Like, like just be, like, <laughs> yeah. screaming. I thought it was pretty, yeah, funny. She's loud. And, and I, then Coy, yeah. you know, who was a, a retired uh, football player, played for the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, had a, It looked like he had a several-year career. was, just, like, a special teams guy. Uh, and loved their romance. Yeah, Lo- loved their romance. They met. They were. They went to like a charity dance. I think it was like Cherie was like doing a charity dance that Kim like went to support her, and Croy was dancing like a salsa. And, I think like in like white jeans. Yeah, I think he was wearing and, like. And Kim Zolziak was like so taken aback, and she was like, "Look at his ass! <laughs> Look at that guy's ass!" She, she was, was yeah immediately immediately love struck. Yeah. And then they get together. And uh, I think he thought Kim was like this, because he was from this very conservative farm family. Yeah, like very rural Midwestern, yeah. And I think Kim's sexual frank forwardness just brought out something, like, (laughs) Croy needed her to bring him out of his shell, you know? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, so they, yeah, I loved them as a couple. Loved Kim and Croy as a couple. They had, like, nine children immediately. A lot of kids. Not that many, but there was a lot of kids immediately. They had a spinoff show, Don't Be tardy after her her song. Their music career yeah, yeah. which you know, i think the, that's my favorite of any housewives is candy and kim <laughs> uh there yeah the music and then like candy writing a song that she knew kim couldn't sing the and ring then, don't yeah, mean a yeah, thing she's like what well, it's easy come on kim yeah she's like yeah because i think she was like a little mad at the success of tardy for the party she was yeah. Uh, yeah so that's my favorite of housewives yeah yeah um and so yeah they had this spinoff it just seemed like they really were connected these two so yeah. it's, it's a little the shocking. love felt real yeah the love felt real i mean the dark thing is it right it seems like there's like a lot of money issues that going yeah. on with these two which that could i mean it's really dark yeah uh, so hopefully they pull through this it's sad yeah. it is sad and yeah hopefully they pull through but 
I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll get a maybe we'll get Kim back in the reality. Maybe we'll get her back. Yeah, you know? I have a feeling we're gonna see Kim back on Atlanta. Yeah, just wouldn't be surprised, which would be great. That would be great. Yeah. But yeah, so sad, but nice to rethink about their love. And... Nice to revisit the Kim and Croy relationship. Yeah, uh, and and we'll say hopefully it's amicable. Hopefully it's not a messy. <sighs> I don't know when 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 money gets uh, could bring out some yeah stress and mess. But uh, yeah, we hope. We hope uh, hopefully, it's, hopefully everyone's all right. Hopefully everyone's all right. That's where I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the other thing, shocking, Suzanne from the Wendy show, who was the producer, Wendy's producer, was on camera a lot, kind of um, always bouncing off Wendy. Always she had... was almost the co-host in a way. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, I mean, I guess Norman too, but like... But Suzanne took most of the... St- like, she was kind of like the mirror of all the stress that was going on in the Wendy show at the end. Yeah, yeah. Like, you could tell Suzanne was just always like, yup, yup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like kind of yeah. anytime Wendy kind of talked to her, Suzanne looked like, "Oh shit, what is going to happen? What is she going to ask me? Am I going to say the right thing?" Yeah, there was a um, lot of you could see the pressure that was on Suzanne. Yeah, you could feel just you know from her and Wendy. If, if Suzanne, God forbid, they threw to Suzanne, Wendy asked Suzanne a question, and Suzanne had like a lozenge in her mouth, Wendy would be <laughs> so mad and would like shame her. She would always ask Wendy would it always, had a what in her mouth though? like a lozenge, like a like a cough drop, basically. Oh, and, oh okay, you know, okay, she was sucking yeah. on a mint or something. Yeah, okay, Wendy yeah. would get mad and she'd yeah, be like, yeah. "Oh, you just had to have a mint. Your your throat hurts." Like she thought it was like unprofessional. You yeah, know? she and she would yeah, that was that was that would be dark to watch. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, and then Suzanne, um, yeah, she just always had, like, the stress of the show was completely mirrored. Because um, she was also responsible for getting the crowd into it. She would have, yes. she would she would be, like, monitoring the crowd, and she would be the one who's, like, kind of, like, raising her hand to pump in the, like, get the, get the, get the energy going. Mm-hmm. She had a lot of, she had a lot on her plate. She you could tell she had a lot plate. on her plate. And then, yeah, then had to basically co-host and field, like, Wendy's, like... What do you think of my lunch with DJ Booth? Question. Yes, like, yes. Yeah, like, so it's would be like, oh, it's great. Love it. Love, love it. it. Yeah. Yup, yup. She always just go, yup, 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 yup. Um, yeah, and it's just sad. So I guess she was working on the Sherry Shepard show, which I haven't watched it. I'm just, I can't. Just, I like Sherry Shepard's fine, but she just talks about God too much for me to replace. It's like, just not the Wendy show. No, it's, it's not the a, Wendy you know, show. So I mean, it makes sense that she's bringing in a whole new crew. Uh, yeah. But, but, but yeah, it was sad to see Suzanne go. Yeah. Um, seemed like. In the one article I think we had up, it seemed like she was, you know, she basically was there this season to help, tra- like, help the, basically help the transition from Wendy to Sherry. Uh, now she's out. Yeah. Uh, excited to see her next move. So you see what happens. We love you, Suzanne. Good yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah. Sad to see you go. End yeah. of an era. Really. End, end of an era. Yeah. I don't know if Norman's still there or not. I think or Norman's if he, still there. Yeah, which is so good. They'll keep Norman. Yeah. I guess yeah, they need Norman on there. He'll be, yeah. he'll be guiding things going forward, I guess. Uh, yeah, we love Suzanne. We miss her. And I guess that's it. That's our show. We're yeah. A little tired from... <laughs> yeah, yeah a, little, a little tired from uh, from last night. Uh, but, you know, we're going to get out of here on a little uh, little Kelly Clarkson. What doesn't Kelly make you stronger? And this goes out to Kim and Croy, Suzanne, and Tom Sandoval, I would yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it really goes out to everyone. Goes out to goes out to Alex and Jeannie and Flashdance. Goes yep. out to Daryl Hannah yep. and uh, Legal Eagle. You know, it's really summing up the whole show. The hot model girls at open mics. Keep doing your thing. Yeah, keep doing your thing. Doing it. You know, everyone, the, the woman behind us online and Tom Sandoval and the most extras. Keep getting out there. Yep. Hope you and your male friend <laughs> maybe link up together. So your, your, your male friend that sends you episodes of the Vanderpump Rules. Yeah. So vague and weird. Yeah. This goes to you. There you go. Stronger. 
Love Kelly. Love Kelly. Goes to Kelly as yeah. we're still doing these Wayfair commercials. And goes her, out to everyone. talk show where she just like sings all the time. Yeah, it yeah. Seems like her. she's got a good life going on. Yeah. Good for you, Kelly Clarkson. All right. Thank you, guys. Stop.